listening to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre-recorded, deep undercover, in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey Dave. Yo, what's up dude? What's going on? Alright, uh, I recently went to Las Vegas. Yeah. So what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for mass shootings, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously we've covered... Vegas on this podcast. We've talked about it once, I think. The massacre mm-hmm. and all that. We talked about it a couple times, for right. sure. For sure. At least, like, 15 I think, I know, I think we've literally done, like, four episodes on it. Three or four. No, I think we've done, like, five. We've done a lot. Have we? Well, anyways, we've, we've done so many, we've lost count. <laughs> I can go that route. Well, it's because there's constantly updates and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's been more updates but i also went and saw for myself my own eyes and i retraced some steps nice, some of nice. some stories that we had covered and all that and we'll get into all that yeah i wonder if we should start with that or if we should just get into these articles and then get to that no no let's go let's go right into it right into my experiences yeah or the articles um yes <laughs> okay uh, let's do let's do your experiences first all right so because I've been dying to know. Is that a pun? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> dying to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, because so, I didn't go to Vegas, so I didn't die. Okay. Um, well, I went to Vegas. I you did. And you lived. <laughs> I lived. Did you get harassed by a security anywhere? No. Because of your name? Um, so I attempted to go up to such and such floor. Yeah. 32nd floor. Mm-hmm. You need a key card. Oh, really? So there's, no, there's no getting up there. Okay. Um, I also, it's unclear, but I imagine that the 32nd floor is, um, not only do you need a key card, but I honestly think it's like, like, uh, it's towards the top there is the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. like the upper, upper part of mm-hmm. that hotel, um, which is a whole s- separate, right. like, special Entity. thing. Yeah. Um, and you, you can't get into the, uh, service elevators without security hmm. which is an interesting piece to this whole thing is if he did get those guns up there like yeah but he is, shouldn't is, have been in the service elevators by himself there's but is the security an added piece like they just threw that on afterwards supposedly that's what it always has been as a policy like the high rollers can use the service elevators so they don't have to take the uh, the regular ones right. but security or a staff member is supposed to be with that high roller as like an escort mm-hmm. now i i can't i wouldn't say like it's impossible that they've just oh yeah we know you go ahead mm-hmm. type of deal i'm sure it's happened where they've right. not you know yeah, what well, this guy's not a fucking security risk. He spends thousands and thousands of dollars here. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. But supposedly the 
you know, that's how it's supposed to be. There's also been, um, <clears throat> well, in one of the articles, the he actually had um, bellhop, or what do they call those? The bellhops, right? Yeah. Where they take your bags? Yeah. Yeah. Um, bellhops helped him take all this shit to his room, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And, like, so more and more stuff coming out about all that, which we'll get into. All right, so... There was no visiting the floor because yeah. I wanted to go see all yeah. these bullet holes yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and or all the work. Uh, uh, obviously, the window's been replaced. Mm-hmm. You can see that from the outside of it. Um, so we watched a lot of videos and talked about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we drove out down past the airport. I saw the uh, the our helicopter company. Mm-hmm. The uh, that little area. I see right where it was. Um, I was all like drove like in a Uber all around that area. Mm-hmm. So now I have a better lay of the land in my mind, even though we looked at the map and right, all that right. for our own thing. Um, and, and the listeners obviously do their own fucking research on right. when we were doing ours, whatever, however they visualize it. Um, so those two tall smokestacks. Mm hmm. That we see in the in the pictures, and they one of the articles was speculating maybe somebody was shooting from one of those. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it looks like it's very difficult. You'd have to get inside one of those things and somehow climb up or be dropped off. But being dropped off from say a helicopter mm-hmm. down into one of those, like at the top, it's all fucking rebar. And obviously I wasn't in one and at the top, but from my perspective, looking up at this rebar, there, there's no way to like, like you'd be impaled mm-hmm. unless you came up from the ground, like a spiral staircase inside right, one of those right. and then shot from the top. But which you could do, assuming there's some like platform or something to stand on up there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rule that piece out. Uh, I really do think it, a lot of that shooting came from helicopters. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just based on what I, I still don't think anybody shot from the uh, hotel room. Now, when we look on the map and all this, mm-hmm. and we're like, it's, just, it's too far based on what everybody says. When you're there, it's really not that far. The From like the hotel to, I mean, it's far, but like when you're, you're in between the two. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look that far. It's like it almost does seem logical. Like you could shoot from there and hit people, but then again, I'd never shot one of those guns mm-hmm. from that distance at people, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's lobbying and all this, right. but you know that was one of the things. All these articles are saying, you know, it's too far and on all this shit. But when you're like there in between the two, it really doesn't seem that far. So I can understand how people would be confused by this that that whole mm-hmm. thing um uh this this trailer remember the whole yeah, trailer yeah. thing by the motel six i think i found the trailer okay uh, it, it, well it, there's a trailer still there mm-hmm. like an old looking fucking piece of shit trailer um i don't know if it's the one that they're talking about but i found a trailer in that kind of vicinity mm-hmm. um obviously i didn't go up to it look in or anything like that just thought i don't know 
I don't know what we can take from that whole thing. Went inside Hooters, walked around the thing. I was looking at the floor. I'm like, oh, there should be blood and stuff still on this carpeting. It's not logical. Why would they do that? But, mm-hmm. um, so like the parking lot and all that, I didn't, I, I was like, uh, that video from uh, yeah, MGM yeah, yeah. looking down at the, all the, uh, ambulances, ambulances and yeah. shit like that. And remember that video of the, People laying under the mm-hmm. the slot machines and all that. I was like looking at all of that. I don't know. It, it Hooters Hotel is like their casino. There, it's kind of weird. It kind of had a weird feel about it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that shit was faked or not. I, I can't. You know what I mean? You like like with crisis Hooters? actors. No, here's I know you said you were going to originally. It's hard to do that without, like, for just me to go do it. I would have to have, like, people that are on board with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because the people I was with were not interested in doing all this mm-hmm. uh, research with me, I had to hide behind, well, I've never been to this hotel. Let's just pop in and see what this is. Even though I'm looking at all this shit Doing all my like recon, mm-hmm. and they're just there thinking, "Oh yeah, we haven't been to this hotel and casino before." Right. And I'm like looking at shit, and like I probably I'm sure with the cameras, like you know, because I film everything mm-hmm. from all these security cameras in Vegas, that you could tell I'm there doing some sort of recon. recon you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I had kind of had to. Bullshit my way through gotcha. with my wife and uh, her friends. brother and yeah. friends and all this. And I'm sure they kind of knew what I was doing, too. But all right. So then went in Tropicana because Tropicana is one of my, like, uh, I think yeah. for some reason, I still think there's something fishy about Tropicana. Really? You're literally the closest hotel, yet the only one that doesn't fucking get brought up. Mm-hmm. And also the one with the weirdest fucking video of this guy right. being escorted through. All right. So when we watch the video, do you remember the video very mm-hmm. clear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they come from? All right. Well, I went and stood there on that fucking floor. I looked up at that ledge where that guy was filming right. down from. And uh, and I retraced that walk and and everything. So if you don't, if you've never been there and you just watched that video... And, you know, we're speculating, like, oh, it's got to be something from the CIA. He's got tapes and whatever, you know, all this shit. From the direction he came from, he either came from outside of the casino or, like, outside of the building Mm -hmm. through doors being escorted through. And then the direction they're heading literally takes you back outside the casino, like, outside. Mm -hmm. But also over where he was coming from was the high limit room. Which makes me think he legitimately was probably a high roller. I don't know how you explain the fucking people with guns Mm -hmm. unless he is a level of high roller that was like they were already walking through and he was scared shitless and had a bunch of money and they piggybacked on a movement that was already in place. Like if you rewatch it with that in mind, right. 
All right, you have a casino executive. Right, that's You're a fucking suit, high roller. Suit, yeah. These guys are going through right now. Let's piggyback on that and get you the fuck out of here. Because, you know, whatever. Who knows what's going to pop off. You obviously don't want to get shot. You got a lot of money or whatever. And take out the whole CIA conspiracy piece of it. Well, okay, FBI, so. FBI, whatever. I, I don't agree with that logic because if they're doing a sweep for terrorist, killer, whatever the fuck they're looking for. I don't think they were doing a sweep. What do you think they were doing? I don't know. If you rewatch it, though, he's coming from the high limit room. Right. No, no I'm t- saying you're saying he piggybacked on the, the cops coming through. Right. The cops, if they're doing whatever they're doing, looking for someone doing something, they're not going to let him just jump on board. Because then not only did he jump on board, but he was almost like surrounded by them. He, no, he was the tail end of that. They were not surrounded. They were leading. I thought he, oh yeah, no. you're right, you're right, you're right. They, it was him and they the dude jumped in the, in the back of that thing because when they, they were fucking walking and they kind of ran up into it and then were at the tail end and then they kind of split off. And where they, yeah, they split, split off, off, there's two exits to get out and where they were coming from was from the fucking high limit room. There's nowhere else for them to have came from. So, I, unless there's a door over there by the high limit room mm-hmm. that leads to their video area, that's entirely possible. But from the layout where he was coming from, he was coming from a high limit room. Were you in the high limit room? I didn't go in the high limit room, but I was over there. I didn't. So but, I, I mean, casinos if, have different doors right. and shit that go to different places. Right, right. Well, I was wondering if maybe in the high limit room through there is the security team on the other side of the high limit room. I don't know. You know what I mean? It could be that there's another security. There, there's probably each hotel probably has like four or five security. But rooms. Why would you put it through there? You know what I mean? There's, there's uh, because, because you want to, you want security, a, at least a security detail close to the high limit room. Just in case something pops off in that high limit room. You want someone there really accessible right there. So I could see it being on the other side of that room. You know what I mean? Because if they're on the opposite side, so say the high living room is over here, security is over here on the other room. Security everywhere else. Yeah, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. There's probably five or six different fucking security offices in each hotel. I think one of them is going to be through that high limit room. I bet you there's one right there. Maybe. But, I don't know. I'm just saying. But I, w- I would speculate if I was a their building video engineer. room is not connected to their fucking high limit room. And if, because originally we were speculating that this guy has to be right. somebody with tapes. That's what we were thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be coming from the high limit room. And that's the only thing that's over there from the direction he's coming from. What I'm going to say is I'm going to call debunked on the fact that he's anything. To do with anything. To, to do with anything. Okay. I w- I'm going to, us. I'm just going to put it out that I believe he's a high roller. Who they wanted, to, you know, he was probably scared, mm-hmm. pussy, which, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. If I was there, maybe I would be a pussy too. You know, you hear mm-hmm. fucking gunshots. I mean, not too many people were like, yeah, shoot me, you know, or like run mm-hmm. out there and say, bring it on, bitch, you know. Yeah, only a couple people were. Yeah. Um, and if you were like, fucking rich and you're there like you're probably scared you're hearing all this shit and you're like you tell your executive your hotel executive because this is where you you know and they he obviously they knew who the fuck he was i'm sure mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. um because he's probably a regular there he probably said you need to get me the fuck out of here like i don't want to you know and so they pick and they could have honestly called in 
that security, those police, I don't know. The other thing is, we don't know 100% the exact time. Right. Everything's been reported that right. that video was filmed during the shooting. It mm-hmm. could have been two hours after the shooting. Right. It could have been during. It could have been two hours before. It could have been a day later. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Right. It just was reported that way. So if we assume that's true, because there's obviously some nervousness mm-hmm. coming from that guy. You can tell that guy's fucking nervous, how he's walking, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, after rewatching it and then being there and seeing where they came from and where they where their options of where right. they were headed right. and how they kind of split off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were leaving. The police were leaving the facility. He was coming from the high limit room. Whatever's connected to that, that's neither here nor there as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he's anybody. I think they piggybacked on a sweep, a whatever, and he was leaving. So I'm going to call that video to be, even though very suspicious, nothing. Okay. Unfortunately. That's Uh, fine. What else? Um, So then we had that one story where somebody reported being at where was it well, i forget a, one hotel and then security was chasing security wasn't it new york through new york or Mariah from mandalay or bay to luxor to excalibur to new york new york and then everything dissipated after yeah. that um now it's entirely possible that you could do that because they are all connected right that is a long fucking way to run. Obviously, you'd be in very good shape, and you would probably lose your basic hotel security because if you were one of these guys that was shooting dressed as fake security, you were probably in really good shape. Mm-hmm. However, there's a long ways to run and a whole lot of shit. You'd have to be pretty fucking familiar with the path. Mm-hmm. You could do it. Um, I didn't try it i didn't try running although i'd like to just to see like how would this go down i I would be gassed immediately because uh of terrain i don't know how authentic that story is it is entirely possible um but i it's it's weird and i i wish we could verify that that like I wish right. we had more stories of people reporting that same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, I think... Not only I'm, that, but there should be video, but now that they're going to release it, but there should be video right. of him being chased, or them being chased. Or something. Somebody. Yeah, yeah there, there should be some. if, if yeah. that all is true. Yeah, cell phone footage, too, by the way, we'd have... Yeah. You know. Well, a lot of people had cell phone footage that got, they got deleted, and things like that, you know what I mean? No. Not of that particular thing. Yeah, I just wish that. there was more information on that, so I kind of got to say... Maybe that's not entirely true either. That could just be... Who knows? Honestly, you could have two security guys running one behind the other and somebody take it the wrong way right. when really they're the same team. Right. Actual security team for... Because they're hearing reports of some shooting over here. You know, who knows? Right. And they could have been running in a direction and somebody exaggerated that and said, well, they chased them all the way from Mandalay Bay all the way down to New York, New York. Even though they fucking work. You know what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. They fucking own all that shit. Right, right. So they're, you know what I mean? I don't know. Those kinds of stories, like, even though they fit our fucking conspiracy 
narrative. Yeah. I don't know how true they are when we only had the one initial report and never fucking know the word. Now, obviously, you have uh, Google and all that shutting all right. that shit down. And who knows? Could still be legit. I can say it is possible mm-hmm. that you could make it from Mandalay Bay all the way down to New York, New York, but you'd have to be in really good fucking shape. Well, and, not only that, and, that and moving around all the people. I would say, look at all the obstacles you're going to have to do between That's people. That's what I'm saying. And, it's possible, but it'd yeah. be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think it'd be pretty fucking easy to lose. Oh yeah. And it's not like you're. Well, for us locally, like the the BMO with the amazing security we have there, mm-hmm. you could be out of shape and get away from those fucking people. I would say the security in Vegas, better shape. A little bit better, yeah. Uh, but because yeah, most of them are like either retired cops or off-duty cops or right. something. There's shit, a yeah. lot of older security there. Yeah. But, yeah. But there is a lot of younger But I, I think that, yeah. I, I think if you were black ops or something like that and you were mm-hmm. part of this team carrying out this fucking event, this false flag shooting, whatever, you could probably get away. Mm. I, I, think, I think if you, because it probably wouldn't be your first time in Vegas. I'm sure you've traced that path you you knew where you were going to go you know what i mean i don't i think you could lose them i think i'll do and the other thing too is whoever reported this like did they follow them through all four or five casinos also like how do they know they chased them from mandalay bay all the way to new york you know what i mean this is true this is why you i think they would lose them the in the story second, the second casino this is why i question the story. no i agree i, I questioned it from day one because but it seems a little I, I just Odd. How would you know that they literally went from over there all the way? Because that's yeah. a big area. Dude. Yeah, like I said, they'd have to be in Mandalay Bay and watch them start chasing them and say, hey, "I want to follow them too," and then run with them to yeah. the next. And then they not only that, you I would think, think somebody saw it and assumed and made their right. own kind of exaggerated yeah. story. I agree. They probably saw them. They probably had Mandalay Bay security shirts on and they were running around in New York. They don't wear. Casino specific security. Yeah, I know they don't. I kept my eye on security as well because I was very curious how this how does this look. Mm-hmm. Um, now that one video where there was some question about the security guard hunkering down, it looks like he's shooting. Yeah, or whatever. That is what all security is wearing out there. What that guy's wearing. So that checks out. Now you, depending on how you like. Okay, so prior to this Vegas shooting. I see security there, but I wouldn't really make note of what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. So, would somebody make note after as the shooting's happening of one security wearing like the the black getup with the the yellow thing over mm-hmm. top, and then somebody that's faking security, not wearing the exact same outfit. But then again, if, if you were trying to pull off one of these, would you not just get the same outfit? You'd, you'd yeah. be able to obtain it. Oh, yeah. And then how do you determine if one security guard's chasing another security guard? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you make that determination unless they're wearing different things. And they're yelling, hey, I'm chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> All security there, at least the ones I saw, literally up and down the entire fucking ship, all have the exact same outfits. Like they all work for the same they do. security company. It's the same company that goes the entire yeah. strip. Mm-hmm. So you would have to have noticed that, and then noticed that this person that was being chased was wearing a just basic 
shirt or something that says security, mm-hmm. which clearly didn't match what every other security person was wearing or something. Otherwise, mm-hmm. how would you determine that that person was being chased? Right. As opposed to it's a team of three security guards all running one direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I call bullshit on the fucking that article too. I agree. Just I, because I, like I, I can't verify anything beyond and and you know. It's it's possible to do, but yeah. there you needs to be more. It. Dude, you'd have to be in really good fucking shape, though. Mm-hmm. Not saying they wouldn't be, right? But you'd have to be. Did you go to the actual concert venue? You can't get in there. No, no. But did you walk around it at all, or did you go anywhere near it? Yes, outside of it. Okay. Um, were you by where the guys were standing on the trailer? Did you go by that area? No, the trailer's gone. Okay. The trailer's not there anymore. Right, right. I, I assumed it was. Um, but- it's it's kind of weird because you can't, like, go in there and, like, stand around and, like, look and shit like that. But you can walk around the outside of it. Um, there's really nothing that interesting there, like, other than it's just a... Are they still, are they still policing it? I know they were policing there it. There was no um, police tape. There was... There was, it's not like they were guarding the outside. It's, it's all locked up like you would a fucking uh, area that's all fenced off. It's fenced right. off in that shit that you just can't really see through. Yeah, it's all still there. Snow fencing type shit. It's yeah. eight feet tall or six feet tall or whatever the fucking... Mm-hmm. It's it's tall. You know, you can't really, you can't really do anything. It's not like, you know, you'd have to be fucking nine foot tall and, or with a ladder, and then you're suspicious. Mm-hmm. So there was really nothing too interesting about that. Um, now, let's see. So there was one report saying that the helicopter picked up somebody from the Delano. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You could shoot mm-hmm. from that that roof pretty easily. That's got a pretty good vantage point of the concert as well. Um the whole thing with Luxor, I mean, there's really nothing. It's odd that Luxor's literally right across the street and no reports of anything to do with Luxor either. Luxor and Tropicana are still my, my two oddballs in this whole thing is they have the best vantage point of all the locations right. that you would shoot from. But Mandalay Bay was selected with the broken windows and... Luxor and Tropicana are also the ones that nobody talks about. It's, there's something odd to me about that whole thing. Because mm-hmm. there's shootings at Bellagio, shootings everywhere down the fucking strip, and a shooter from Mandalay Bay, but yet the two best vantage points, nothing. I don't know, dude. Uh, well, maybe the people that set up the narrative are going with the fact that, hey, this wasn't really planned out very well. He wasn't a very smart guy to that, and he didn't think the vantage point thing, and that's why he went with that room. Or maybe it was booked, and that was the best room he could get. I don't know. I do I, think I don't, there's I a still connection don't. with the whole Four Seasons being owned by the uh, Saudis. The whole uh, thing with a arms deal. Mm-hmm. I believe there was probably some funding with that. I do think the FBI, as opposed to the CIA, more so, was behind this whole setup, mm-hmm. possibly with ISIS, and an arms deal gone wrong. I still kind of think that could be our angle. I do think the FBI was probably more so behind 
setting this false flag type operation up or uh, killing like nine birds with one stone type of thing. And then the whole cover, which I have an article for. Um, See, and it, it, it's interesting. I think, I think, yeah, I think the FBI were, were trying to do this whole deal. And then either the CIA caught wind of it because they, you know, wiretap everything. Um, and by the way, hi, CIA people. How are you guys? Hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, but I they're think. They're sitting there all shaking their heads and you guys are so wrong about all of this. You yeah. Have no idea what you're saying. Shaking their head no because they, they think. <laughs> they already know. Yeah. Um, exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. Just no, tell us. They, <laughs> they can't. Um, yeah, I know. But, uh, I think they caught wind of it and I think. The CIA are the ones that actually put out this thing, and we're kind of blaming it on the Saudis. Dude, I think the Saudis are dirty. I do too. Not not saying well. like like they need to take a bath. I just think with the whole twenty eight pages mm-hmm. in nine eleven, mm-hmm. clearly they're up to no good. Oh yeah, yeah. And being that they fucking own the Four Seasons, and that's the top few floors of Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of makes you wonder. Like, that's a little too close for comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at this point, just do it from the Tropicana. And don't tie yourself that close to the fucking Saudi Arabians. Even if you were. But you know what I mean? So, like, if I was behind it all, I would almost say, let's not draw attention to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to make the connection that uh, seven floors below the shit that we own... Somebody's going to fucking carry out a fucking mass shooting. Let's put them in this other hotel. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would try and divert away attention, not draw attention. Or. Because that was made pretty quick, the connection. Yeah. Or would you think they're going to, they're not going to think that we would do it in our own hotel, so we might as well do it. That's The, the best way to commit a crime is literally in front of the police station. Mm-hmm. Because no cop is there. They're all out patrolling or eating right. donuts or whatever the fuck that they do. No offense right. to your dad or anything like that. He's but, retired, doesn't matter. But, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to commit a crime, do it in front of the police station because you're probably not going to get caught. What about the guy that shot up the police station in Texas? He got he got fucked. Well, that's not to say that every single crime you commit <laughs> yeah, in front of a police yeah. station, you're golden. But I'm saying you could probably deal drugs in front of the police station and, you know, uh, probably be okay. Because they're not patrolling in front because who the fuck in their right mind would go commit a crime in front of a police station? You wouldn't think that. It's probably the worst spot. No, it's probably the best spot to do it. Something simple. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to, like, rape women in front of the police station. So what else you got? All right. So um, it was all interesting re-walking some of these videos that we watched and just seeing it all in person. Were you able to find that one building that had the helicopter floating above it? We saw the, the lady get dragged and shit. Oh, uh, from the security camera. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no idea where that was. Okay. I because it's not clear. Yeah, and there's no video. landmarks on that. Like, yeah. yeah, other than a truck that wouldn't be there, and then mm-hmm. uh, a bushes thing. But that's kind of everywhere there. It's like, yeah. how the fuck do you pinpoint that? Right. I don't know. I would have to like have done a little bit more research and try to find out where that security camera was. Mm-hmm. Um. Either way, that video is, to me, there was no windstorm that night. Right. That was from a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Very clear that there's helicopter floating overhead, whether there's people shooting from it or not. That's 
you know, that's up to, clearly there was helicopters though. Mm-hmm. You could see them like floating around. Now, I guess I would question, all right, helicopters are constantly touring because people rent that. Right. Um, would they, if they were on touring, like being paid to take these people around, because they do like five minute things. Right. And they're in the air and hearing about a shooting over here. Would they then fly to that with people in there and like try to see for themselves? No, I think they would be ordered down. You'd think so. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you watch those videos, it is constant. Uh, yeah. You see helicopters constantly. And then you watch the uh, uh, the flight footage and shit like mm-hmm. that. Very suspect. Um, so I yeah. still am leaning hardcore towards uh, most of that shooting was probably done by helicopters. I do think there was uh, the whole thing, the guys on top of that fucking trailer, something. There probably was guys on the ground, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Um See, I do think it was some sort of black ops type team, mm-hmm. whether they were CIA, FBI, something else altogether, not even associated with those organizations. Uh, those organizations are dirty. Not to say the entire organization is, right. but there are dirty parts of those organizations that that run these kinds of operations. Mm-hmm. And there's also private organizations that do this kind of thing. Right. That I mean, they get leased out all around the world to do their their hit teams. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They go kill fucking people for political reason for whatever because they're getting paid shit ton of contract money from right. Department of Defense, which is all classified and black. Mm-hmm. So it, it it exists. If you're if you don't believe that that shit exists, you're a fucking idiot. It exists. Yeah. It, it, it's probably way more involved than how I could even explain it here because I don't know. I just know it exists. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of those teams that does this, maybe. I don't know. I'm speculating. And, yes, it makes sense that you would have helicopters. You would do I mean. Yeah, it's a full-scale attack. You know what I mean? So they'd have everything, minus tank, obviously. But, yeah, they'd have everything that they have at their disposal to use. Yeah. And they'll have the quiet technology on the helicopters. They're going to have. Well, this helicopter all, already had it. Yeah, all, all black op you know, gear as far as your clothing, your your, your weapons and whatnot. Point um, is that you'd be able to do it, and it, you'd be able to get away with it pretty easily. And and then if you're if you have here's the thing it's it's not just the guy shooting. It's the it's there's people that are feeding walkie talkie security. It's a guy from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay. How the fuck would you know that mm-hmm. so quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you couldn't fucking see this guy bringing in all this shit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. It does not. Here's a, that's the. It's a major problem. How like with JFK, you knew it was Lee Harvey Oswald, and you know what I mean. Like you knew that too quick. Yeah. To, that tells me you are setting this guy up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like the problem is when they do these things because they're trying to tell a narrative. They're doing it too quickly. You should right. not know this information that quick. Right. Is my point. So, my suggestion to these teams, which I'm sure they don't give a fuck because they got their own thing that they're doing, but I would suggest to them, maybe let's hold off on telling exactly what happened 30 seconds after it happens, mm-hmm. because you shouldn't know it yet. Maybe wait 12 hours. You're investigating, and then you come out with it 
it may be more believable. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, but here's the thing: when they're doing shit live, you don't know how some people are going to react, right. and and you can't control every aspect. So there's a lot of risk to these types of events. Maybe just don't have these events. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it was no bullshit behind it, and literally some fucking wacko shooting from a window, you would not know his name. You would not know what room. You wouldn't know these things so quickly. Right. And Hillary Clinton wouldn't jump on Twitter 45 fucking minutes later talking about gun control. You wouldn't do all these things that quick. Mm -hmm. You would wait and get all the information. But they don't do that. They have all the information already there literally before it happens because it's bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's half their problem. Yeah, I agree. At least hold back on... Even if you're going to fucking do one of these, why don't they just wait a little bit and sell the fucking investigation theory? Mm-hmm. And, and it is, you pretty much a tall tale way to know that every single thing that you see is a false flag or a way to know that it's a false flag when it happens is when they give you the name of the person and the like, um, look at the um, Sandy Hook. They knew him right away, too. Oh, yeah. You know, um, the only one I think they did right was the Boston Marathon bombings because they didn't know who they were at first. And they actually took their time with identifying white cap and whatever blue cap, whatever the fuck they, however they named them. Um, but still, that was still the same day. Like, how come if this is real, true police detective work, why can't this happen every time there's a murder in every city? Every yeah. time there's a, a robbery, it happens really quickly. They turn this shit around. They know right away. What the fuck? How does that happen now with these big things, but other shit doesn't happen that way? Well, shit. Yeah. You it, know what I mean? Because yeah. it's fucking set up. Yeah. You know, it's all bullshit. Because they have their patsy. They have their guy yeah. that's going to be blamed. They know all this before it happens. Yeah. I mean, they've got the next five already lying out in, in order what they're going to do and who's already in charge. Yeah. They already know. I mean, they're playing God in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're doing that with everything, you know, when I say everything, literally everything. Like, in, yeah. everything in our lives, like, yes, you make your own decisions, but they they develop the technology. They're trying to figure out, basically, Minority Report, mm-hmm. that's our future. They're trying to do that. They're trying to figure out and convict people before they do the things they think they're going to do. You know what I mean? They're trying to fuck everything. It's, it's bullshit. Anyways, um... So, now, there was a, a major thing because of what happened in Vegas mm. on October 1st um, with New Year's, because I was there over New Year's. So, every major city, like uh, New York, that has those big New Year's Eve celebrations, were going to be heightened security. So, they shut down the strip, which is what they normally do, um, at 6 p.m. Okay. on uh, New Year's Eve. And they like block off so like there's they they literally take city buses and block off the roads, uh, like a block fur so like they block off the strip. Then every side road, they go up a block, and put city buses parked across there. So if you were going to say drive a car or something, you're gonna have to smash through one of those. And it's not just a normal city bus; it's a city bus with the extender on yeah, it. Yeah, the double. So they are literally the entire thing now mm-hmm. so th- this is interesting i have pictures of this because it's weird and i felt really weird taking pictures of all these guys walking around with fucking uh, machine gu- not machine guns but you know these fucking like assault rifles assault rifles and shit because you, you see that in third world countries you don't see that here 
there was they literally had like the national guard they had the police they had oh so when we were um out ubering that like earlier that day it was right around like four o'clock i think three or four o'clock um and in one like large area parking lot they had probably i would say 40 cop cars lined up and the whole group of cops in a circle they were obviously getting their orders for the evening mm-hmm. uh then there's another uh, we passed a the police station uh so that was like it's weird they have different sects of like yeah different cuisines and shit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's kind of but they're all like wearing different color like you have your like your your like your blue police then you have like your kind of like tannish police then you have and they were so like we saw two different groups of police in like little huddle things. It was all around four o'clock, so two hours before they were going to shut down the strip, which means they're all going to be dispatched to their areas. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so now your side street, it'll have a bus on each side of the road blocking getting to the strip because people were able to walk up and down the strip mm-hmm. on the street. Um, so from there on your side road, you got your. I'll do the diagram here. So you have your bus blocking here and here, and here would be the strip. Sorry for listeners, but for Dave, I'm going to give him the diagram. Mm -hmm. Now, beyond the bus, between where the bus is and the strip, you had Hummers, SWAT, like all these fucking like military vehicles all parked beyond that. So once you got through the bus, you'd have to get through those. And then you had all your guys on both sides with fucking these assault rifles and shit like that, like military, like this is your National Guard like shit. SWAT gear. And that was every fucking road up and down that strip all the way down. Wow. So I'm curious how many, like, cops, state police, military, FBI. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, there was snipers on roofs of a lot of the hotels. I didn't tell you which hotels, but they did tell people, we'll have snipers. On these, like, that was, like, going around, like, you could, it was, you know, well known. It was like they mm. wanted people to know, don't do anything stupid because they're going to fucking shoot. You know what I mean? Like, they're not mm-hmm. fucking around mm-hmm. as kind of the, it, it was weird. Um, every, you've been to Vegas, mm-hmm. all the uh, little bridges to cross yeah. blocked off. You could not walk them. Really? You wanted to cross, you got the street. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So why I made me wonder why what are they so they don't want people from up they want you down you know what I mean mm-hmm. better to monitor I think yep or something well that and they get then they have the height advantage yeah um you could not have a backpack you could not have a purse larger than a like a like a handbag handbag yeah like that was the biggest thing you could take like you could have no bag N- not even like oh I bought this shirt put the shirt on. Can't have the bag. Wow. It's like, they were fucking like, it's crazy, dude. Like, I've never, and, and then you just see these dudes, like, walking down the sidewalk in, like, groups of, like, two, three, four, National Guard, what, fucking full army gear. It's, it's with their guns, ready to go, like, hand on the trigger, ready mm-hmm. to go. It's so weird, dude, in this country to see that. You got pictures you said? Yeah. I want to see them. It's, well, they're not that good because they're kind of blurry and it's dark out. But yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, and then you know all the cops. There's just so much to hear. And, and far as I know, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. 
I never heard anything, heard about anything. It was went off without a hitch. Yeah. You know, they did the fireworks and everything. But it's just weird seeing all of that like that. Um, I can tell you one thing. In Vegas, if you're ever there and they're shutting down the strip and they give you like a time, you need to be wherever you need to be. Probably about the time all them cops were meeting because we got stuck in some traffic after that, like trying to get to... Because you can't go anywhere, and it's a bitch to get around the outside because mm-hmm. there's everybody's trying to go around the outside to somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the traffic, it's like fucking clusterfuck. Um, so that was, it was interesting seeing that, but it's a bitch. I <laughs> wouldn't want to, like, try to drive down there because I would lose my fucking mind with my road rage. Right. Um, we did have an Uber driver that was from Chicago oh, nice. and pulled the whole, like, yeah, we're going to go this way across lanes going this way just to get over to this lane. Like, they just didn't give a fuck. She, this lady was like, bring it on. <laughs> like, it was, it was kind of funny because she, like, she drove like she was from Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, and she was. It was kind of funny because that's, like, what I would do. Right. Do um, that, what is it with Uber drivers and being matched up with people that are from the same hometown? Dude, I don't know, but I was in Dallas. I think I told you this, and the Uber driver was from Belvedere. Oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, we were, um, we were talking about like different fucking schools and shit. I was like, holy fuck, that's close. Or was it Rockford? Is it either Rockford or Belvedere? Buy an Uber driver. Even closer, literally the same fucking town I live in. Really? That's impossible. What are the odds? Yeah, no shit. Um, we had. I think while we were there, we had we probably had like ten different Uber drivers at, at certain points. Hmm. Over half were from Chicago, Rockford, um, some other suburb, uh, like all Illinois within. Like it's like, did everybody fucking this area go out there and become Uber drivers? Because it's kind of weird. Yeah, a friend of mine from high school moved out to. Actually, two of my friends moved out to Vegas. Yeah, it's weird, but this whole area. Like, if you go out there and you're from this area, either that or all these motherfuckers say, oh, yeah, I'm from there, and aren't. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird. Like, what are the odds that you would get in that many Ubers and somehow it would just, they would, they're, oh, yeah, I'm from such and such suburb. I'm from Schaumburg. I wonder if the fuck it, are you from? Yeah. It's from your phone. It's a phone app. So I wonder if it, it connects you with. Matching them up, maybe? Match them up with the area code. I don't know. That would be interesting. Maybe that is. Maybe it's a thing that I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious because it's very weird that like we had one guy that you know he was from he was from New York and uh, moved out there and been out there for like twenty years, mm-hmm. but literally almost every single other one was from somewhere. Like literally, we're talking like same town, mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, I used to live in, and so they always ask where you're from. We always say Chicago because yeah, you, you wouldn't know, think no to one say really knows Rockford. Rockford. You yeah. wouldn't say mm-hmm. even like Loves Park mm-hmm. because no, who the fuck would know that? Right. And then you're at Chicago. Oh yeah, we're at in Chicago. I'm from that area. And then you're like, oh, there's a little town outside of Chicago, you know, like Rockford. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I went to school at uh, Guilford. Mm-hmm. What? Like, how the fuck would you know that? If yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're doing quick Googles. Yeah, no shit, right? Just to like, like, yeah. oh, you know, it's just weird. Did I tell you about the guy we met on my wedding cruise that is my mom and dad's neighbor? 
Uh-uh. Yeah, we did the whole oh, thing. So we're we're sitting down at the restaurant outside. We went to one of um, Guy Fury's restaurants. We were sitting there, and there's a couple standing there talking, and they met with another people. And like, yeah, we're from Chicago, and they're like, oh, we're from Tennessee, whatever. And I heard him say from Chicago, and I turned around, I was like, where where at in Chicago? He's like, well, we're kind of like 60 miles away from Chicago in a little town called Rockford. I'm like, no shit, we're from Rockford. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. He's like, where about? And he's like, oh, off of Mulford and and Pepper. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, what? And I was like, my parents live on Modesto. What the fuck's are you on? And he's like, oh, I'm actually right off of Modesto on Pepper and La Cresta. What the fuck? You're like fucking three blocks from my parents' house. Yeah. Are you shitting me? And he told me the house. I'm like, I know. And I wanted to say, I know which house it is because I stole your Christmas decorations when I was in high school. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I know which house it is. Yeah. If you're going down Pepper and you take the curve, it's the third one on the left. Yeah. Don't give the address, Dave. I'm not giving the address. And I'm glad you used all fake streets, but. You know, just to, you know, we don't really want your parents to get visited. We don't know who listens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah. That's weird, though. Yeah. And when they say, it's, it's a small world. It yeah. kind of is in that respect. Yeah. I mean, it, which kind of leads a little bit more to my whole flat earth theory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can only go so far. You oh, know? that reminds me. I need to get a list of think tanks from you later. List don't let me forget. Yeah. Think tanks. What does that mean? Give me a pen so I can write it down so I don't forget. Um, Joy tagged me in a post. Pens over there. I got some in my pocket. Joy tagged me in a post. Uh, one of our friends from Walmart posted he's curious about the whole flat Earth and and no. moon landing and stuff. And she's like, "You want to weigh in on this?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got a bunch of think tanks to send you, but I can't think of which ones they are. So oh, I got I got to right. look through them and, and tag them." Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, the milita- militarization of Las Vegas was interesting to see. Um, like just going and rewalking some of those videos and things, like seeing it for yourself uh, was interesting. Um, did not see anything too out of the ordinary. My overall opinion of what went down that night is still pretty much the same. I'm going to say it's some sort of black either organization or... You like know, Black Panthers, like you know, like Black Ops type know, thing. You know what I mean? Um, or it's some shitty part of like the FBI, CIA, NSA, something. You know, something government. It was. It's not like I don't know. It was not some lone gunman. I'm right. sorry, no, you, you will never convince me of that otherwise. And if it was that, then all the bullshit that went out there. You guys made it seem like you're up to something mm-hmm. if it really legitimately was one fucking guy. But then you should also have explanations as to all this other shit. You should have logical timeline, everything. It should all just match. And it right. doesn't. No, none, no, none of it, it fucking works. Right. And and no. there's too much that they but it's all part of the, the whole thing. There was an article that I had read that well, I, I think it might be one of the articles I have. I can't remember for sure. Um, I think it's this one here. Um, but they basically hired a a uh, um, these they have so they have firms, crisis firms. Mm-hmm. So if you're a company, you would hire a crisis firm when you have a crisis, like your company. Somebody gets injured and you're trying to cover it up. 
you know, you would hire a crisis firm mm-hmm. and to handle your PR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all your shit would be like, so what this crisis firm did for MGM is they <laughs> went out and like, um, went to the internet and, and put a bunch of bullshit stories out there to just like, I'll read the article. It's yeah. interesting that yeah. like this kind of shit even exists. It kind of makes me like, oh, I want to start a company like that. I want, yeah, to, I want to start a fake news company. Yeah. Because that's what they do. They they go out and then they spread a bunch of fake news to get people going in a bunch of different directions to get you off of the path the of what story. the actual yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess let's go to these articles. Yeah, because one of them I want you to touch on is the bellhop one. Because the, one, uh, the original bellhop that talks about it said that Oh he, yeah, that guy. He had no luggage. Yeah, he didn't. That have whole thing with mm-hmm. that guy, one hundred percent bullshit. I, I don't even think he be. fucking worked there. I don't even think he fucking worked. There. Nice. Um, what so you got? what you got? Well, this first one. Now I had two more, but when I pulled them up from my email that I saved, mm-hmm. they came up four oh four not found. So they've been Taken deleted down. since, mm-hmm. which frustrates me because we're not getting to these quick enough. You know what I mean? And now I can't remember what the fuck they were about. You know what I mean? It's been so long. So this one here, uh, this one, I don't think this one is anything. I think we covered this one, actually. This is that lady from the tech. Yeah, so yeah. So that one's bullshit. We don't need to cover that one. Um, all right, well, let's get into that. Mandalay Bay admits staff visited Paddock's room ten times before shooting. Noticed nothing. How is that possible? What's that a picture of? This is when he had his bullshit fall. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, a uh, few months or years yeah, before that. Yeah. All right. So this is what it says. A spokesperson for MGM is now claiming that hotel staff members visited Stephen Paddock's room at least ten times in the days leading up to the shooting. Three months. Why? Did they say why? Why did they oh, see you? Just, just right. let me read it. It is interesting. Uh, three months after the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history, yet another crucial change in the narrative has occurred as MGM Resorts International is now claiming that the hotel staff at Mandalay Bay had at least ten interactions with suspects even Paddock in the days before the shooting. At least two of those interactions occurred on October 1st, the day that Paddock is alleged to have killed 58 people and injured more than 500 by launching a shooting spree out of his hotel room window on the 32nd floor. A spokesperson for MGM told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, that the interactions on that fatal day consisted of a room service delivery and a visit from housekeeping. Okay. Mandalay Bay staff, room service, and housekeeping had contact contact with Paddock or entered his suite more than ten times over the course of his stay, including the three days leading up to October 1st. There were numerous interactions with Stephen Paddock every day at the resort, including a room service delivery and a call with housekeeping October 1st, all of which were normal in nature. That was a quote. Okay? Mm-hmm. Following the shooting, reports claim that Paddock's arsenal consisted of 47 guns, 23 of which were found in his hotel room, along with more than 50 pounds of exploding targets and 1,600 rounds of ammunition. While the hotel's surveillance footage from the days leading up to the shooting has yet to be released, no reason for that, unless we're trying to cover something up, right. one of the most pressing questions surrounding the massacre is how Paddock was able to transport all of the weapons and supplies to his hotel room without raising any red flags. During an interview with Fox News Sunday one week after the shooting, Chief Executive of Wynn Resorts, Steve Wynn, suggested that Paddock may have escaped public attention by taking the service elevator, a perk typically given to high rollers. You'd never stop a man like this 
from coming into the building, Wynn said. However, nobody in this company's history, no public person has ever walked in the service elevator unless they were accompanied by security. Uh, that wouldn't happen. At the time, Wynn was also critical of Mandalay Bay for failing to make contact with Paddock for two, two or three days, with the assumption being that he put a Do Not Disturb sign on the door of his room during his stay. The scenario that we are aware of would have indicated that he didn't let anyone in the room for two or three days. That would have triggered a whole bunch of alarms here, Wynn said. Now, I find that kind of interesting. Uh, and, and I'll explain as I read on here. Yeah. Uh, the latest change in the timeline is significant because it implies that hotel staff were in Paddock's room at least twice on the day of the shooting and did not notice anything out of the ordinary about his luggage or his behavior. Well, for one, that tells me one thing. Either because his suite was like kind of like two separate, remember he had two rooms? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either he was only in, they were only in the one that did not have this stuff in it, but yet a window from each room had been broken out. Which means they had shot from supposedly both, both rooms. rooms. And he's not going to put 43 guns in one room and just no. take one at a time over so, the other one. What, this tells me that maybe bullshit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it was Paddock. So it's kind of actually leading into conspiracy side of things, making it seem more legit that he had nothing to do with it. Right, right. So this isn't helping MGM, in my opinion, but I'll continue. While Wynn claimed that the scenario he was aware of involved Paddock using a Do Not Disturb sign for up to three days, the spokesperson for MGM claimed that if Paddock had done this, it would have required the hotel staff to conduct a welfare check. All MGM resort properties follow a health and welfare check operating procedure that stipulates a welfare check be performed after two consecutive days where a Do Not Disturb sign has been displayed on the door and the guest has not interacted in person or by phone with housekeeping or other hotel staff over the same period, spokesperson said. Now, this is where I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have been in Vegas for, I think the longest was five or six days. We left a do not disturb sign, and I think early on we asked for extra towels, but then never made any, like, we always left a do not disturb sign and because we didn't want anybody coming into the room fucking with anything. I never contacted the front desk by anything. My brother-in-law, this wasn't this most recent time, this was the previous mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. never contacted them about anything. You never did a fucking welfare check on us. Okay, here's here's my question for you before you go further. When you came back to the room, did you take the do not disturb sign off, or did no, you literally leave left, it there the entire there time? The entire time. While we were there, when we weren't there. So, I mean, yes, you probably could have came into our room, but... That's not a welfare. Obviously, we're not there. What if we're dead in the desert? You didn't fucking... You know what I mean? So I find this kind of bullshit. Or if this is what they do, this means they are entering your room all the time when you are not there, which Mm. means all of your things are open to be be stolen, to be gone through, whatever, Mm -hmm. which maybe because you're staying on their property, they have that right. I don't know what the laws are with that, but to me, there's kind of a iffy area there like uh, you shouldn't be able to just go through my shit sorry yeah i'm i'm at your house now i don't expect you to go through my shit because i'm at your house right you know what i mean i, I leave my coat here when i go to the bathroom yeah. assuming you're not going to go through it right and then if you do i'm not going to think you have the right to right you know I mean? it, it, yeah it's like i don't know it's weird i mean it, it, i guess yeah and i would say i mean not not that i'm trying to argue for them doing welfare checks against you uh, i'm i'm assuming that 
they came in when you weren't there, saw that things had been changed around, a TV was left on, something was moved, and they knew that you were alive and moving stuff. Right. Or at least someone was moving stuff, right. so they just left. And if that. their health and or welfare check is not necessarily being in contact with you, mm-hmm. because here's the thing. If you... Uh, it's Vegas. Yeah. Cameras everywhere. Yep. So I put do not disturb sign up, and I go gamble. And I'm gambling for 18 hours. I come back to my room. I come back to my room, sleep for two hours. I'm back out gambling. It's now been 48 hours, and I've spent six hours in my room. And you've never, as a hotel staff, have entered my room during that time. You have security footage of me walking down the hall, on the elevator, in the casino. Why do you do a welfare check on my room? Bullshit. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that's where I question this whole health and welfare, welfare check because of a do not disturb sign. Eh, not buying that completely. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with the. I, I've never heard of it before. Uh, so I think of it more as like a Patriot Act check. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you have a do not disturb sign. What are you hiding in your room? We're well, gonna go check. Okay. Now, if that's the case, and he had a do not disturb sign up the entire time he was there, let's just say or three days, like they're saying, and you're doing a Patriot Act check, as I'll call it. You should have found these fucking guns. You went through right. all his bags. Right. You're not just going to let that slide unless right. you were directed to let it slide. Right. And that part's not being put out there. This is why I have a problem with this whole health and welfare check thing because I don't quite buy it. There's something goofy about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's continue. Craig Island, an attorney at or attorney for a number of victims from the shooting, noted that MGM Grand claims to have a corporate watch center that trains its employees to report any suspicious activity. So if a guest arrived at Mandalay Bay Hotel with two dozen rifles and a thousand rounds of ammunition stored in ten bags, why didn't the employees who helped him or the cleaning service who visited his room regularly report suspicious activity? And if they did, why wasn't it addressed? Quote, I do think that after 30 days we ought to be having more information than we have right now. For example, we know bits and pieces. We know that he arrived with ten bags... We know that two bellmen helped him carry those bags up. Then we find out that those ten bags had guns in them and 5,000 rounds of ammunition. We know that MGM claims to have an if-you-see-something-say-something policy, and you're telling us that nobody saw those guns over a five-day period? No maid, no housekeeping, no food service ever saw any of the guns. Nobody saw him using power drills in the hallway. Nobody saw him setting up security cameras. These are all things that need to be answered. What do you think about that? The information in that. Well, interesting, right? How do we know for a fact he had ten bags? This is the first I'm hearing of ten bags. Uh, me too. Well, it was when I first read this. Right, right. So that must have came out at some point. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's making a ridiculous quote here. Yeah, and I agree with the ten bag thing. Like you're one person, you're staying for let's say a week. You don't need ten bags. Like Joy and I just talked about it. We're going to Ireland, or you know, the penguins comes out, but. And we, t- she's like, well, how, how are we going to pack? Because we're going on the bus and going to another city every night. I was like, well, each of us take one bag and we're good. Mm-hmm. She's like, how can we fit seven days worth of stuff in one bag? We can do it. We've done it many a time. So my, my point is, he's not going to have ten fucking bags for one person. Unless he's staying there for that like seems ten odd years. That you would do that. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you live in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> not that far away. And then they would know that because it's a fucking eye roller. Right. Uh. So, okay, so, like, you guys, I don't know what 
not to like, but I want to comment on your whole mm-hmm. going to Ireland thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're talking about like, like a big suitcase. Mm-hmm. Each of you have a big one. I went to Vegas for seven days with a carry-on. Mm-hmm. Me. Just me. Right. Like, and I had everything and I brought shit back. I mean, my bag was as full as you could get it when I went there and it was even more full coming back, but I did it. And you just have to know how to pack. Right, right. But I can do it in a small bag. I will never go anywhere with a bag I have to check unless I'm bringing like liquids, mm. booze or something. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I, I carry on because I like to keep my bag with me, mm. you know? Uh, so you can do it. Oh, yeah. There's no reason for yeah. 10 bags, one person. Yeah, no, no. You're I not agree. fucking Paris Hilton. I'm right, sorry. Right. And even she overpacks. Right. All right. Let's continue. However, the statement from MGM Resorts International concluded that despite having at least 10 interactions with Paddock in the days leading up to the shooting, the hotel staff believed that there was no need to conduct a welfare check. Which, honestly, you probably would not do that with a high roller. Hey, spending a lot of money there, you should have him on all your security mm-hmm. cameras. Why don't we even have him in the days beforehand gambling? Anything. Why has nothing been released on that? Anything that's been... They won't release anything because they're trying... And the reason why they're saying that they didn't see anything, they didn't think it was... You know, it's, it's up to their their employees to decide whether it's suspicious or not. And they're, push, they're pressing the buck. They're taking all the blame off of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like, yep, nope, nope. We didn't think we needed to do a welfare check because we saw them on camera. But they can't release anything because then it kind of gets them, puts them back in the blame. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to ever release anything. And that, that'll be in the next article. Okay. You'll see. As the Free Thought Project has reported, the narrative of the shooting has changed multiple times. Uh, from the facts surrounding whether an officer discharged his weapon upon entering Paddock's room to the presence of police and security guards when the shooting began, the official story has been riddled with inconsistencies. Word. And, uh... uh is this part of the area? No. As it says, they made it seem like it is, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. Um, some other bullshit. So that's pretty much that article, Okay. I just found that one interesting because there's a few pieces in there and yeah. uh, that one quote with the 10 bags and all that shit that I had not heard yet. Um, the two bellmen that helped carry those up. like So information has come out that they're not even putting in mainstream news. Right. Because they don't, they don't want Yeah, and look there. at how quickly it got out of the news. Like It's not being oh, talked yeah. about at all. Well, that's, let's talk this next article because that's going to... The headline of this is Bombshell Documentary on Vegas Massacre Exposes Why the Media Fell Silent on It. Is a fucking documentary out already? Yeah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. As conspiracy theories run rampant online and in the media about the who, what, and why of the deadliest mass shooting in recent American history, a documentary has just revealed some incredibly telling information. In the new film, police are exposed for covering up the details of the shooting because the casino allegedly paid them to. Ooh. Since the horrific massacre took place nearly three months ago, details and evidence presented by law enforcement have been scant at best. This is not a coincidence. One of the most telling details about the information in this case is the complete and literal blackout of any images or video that shows Stephen Paddock in the Mandalay Bay Casino. The new film, titled What Happened in Vegas explores the role of the Las Vegas Police Department covering up the details of the shooting for the sole benefit of their bosses in the casino. As to why the police department would deliberately keep secret 
what is likely the most sought-after information of 2017. The documentary explains that they are in the pocket of the casinos who would be liable for tens of millions in lawsuits because they failed to stop Stephen Paddock from killing 58 people that fateful night. Bullshit. Sorry, it's bullshit, dude. What's bullshit? Um, the fact that the casino... They're, they're still selling the narrative. Even this oh, yeah. fucking documentary is selling the narrative that Stephen Paddock is a fucking shooter. Well, they have to maintain that because that's the... Here's the thing. If um, Is the guy that made this the same guy that made fucking uh, no, the Boston no. See, Marathon I don't, I don't have an issue with the guy's documentary. Uh, ultimately, what, because you could do a documentary on the other angle of things, the whole... Yeah, thing I that guess. we're saying. I guess. What I, my issue here is that they're like, um, yes, they're rolling with the official story of things, but because of the official story is what it is, even though the official story is bullshit, mm. the official story implicates the hotel. And right. The hotel is trying to get out of fucking having to pay a bunch of fucking money. Right. Because it's not like you're paying one family. You're paying the families of... All 58 fucking people. And 500 people that fucking got hurt. And the mm-hmm. 500 people that all got shot. And yeah. anybody that has PTSD. And, I mean, it just does yeah. not stop. Yeah. The casinos would be out billions Vegas of dollars. Would, Vegas would shut down. It would Vegas not shut down, but that would be a huge, huge, huge fucking amount of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lot of people you have to fucking pay. You know what I mean? All right. Anyway, let's continue. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so that's... You know, it is what it is. As Ross Story notes, at the root of the problem, the film explains uh, is that the LVPD is run by a sheriff elected in large part by donations from MGM, the corporation that runs the Mandalay Bay Hotel. According to the documentary, Las Vegas police changed their story multiple times on the timeline of the shooting. One important detail the police lied about in several instances is the timing of Paddock's shooting of security guard Jesus Campos. Why? It's likely that the LVPD wanted to help the casino's legal case, and if they claimed Campos was shot while trying to prevent Paddock's rampage, as opposed to during or after, it could help the casino's lawyers later claim that the Mandalay Bay had taken sufficient action to stop him. At least seven news organizations have since sued the LVPD for failing to release all the information from the night of the shooting, including the New York Times, the Associated Press, ABC, the Washington Post, and the Los Angeles Times. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. According to Stephen Stubbs, an attorney representing some of the victims in the shooting, Paddock was able to kill so many people that that night because the casino treated him differently because he was a high roller. Instead of calling 911 when the shooting began, the casino called their special back number to a private wing of the police department in an attempt to keep the incident under wraps. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because Paddock was a regular high roller at the casino, Mandalay Bay didn't call 911, and so dispatch was not able to link the shooting inside the hotel with the shooting at, at the Route 91 Music Festival. If they would have called 911, the 911 operator could have linked the two quicker, and the police would have gotten there quicker, Stubbs said. Less people would have died, and less people would have been shot if the Mandalay Bay didn't treat their high rollers differently, and if the LVPD didn't allow casinos to treat high rollers differently. This is the truth that Sheriff Joe Lombardo does not want to come out. Hmm. Given this information, the pieces of the puzzle now fall into place. As TFTP has previously reported, because of this high rollers because of his high roller status, Paddock was also granted special privileges at the casino, like access to the service elevator. 
One of the most asked questions about the massacre in Las Vegas was how did Stephen Paddock get hundreds of pounds of ammo and nearly two dozen assault rifles into his suite on a 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay without anyone noticing? Well, now we know he was allowed to use the service elevator. The fact that Paddock had access to the elevator, coupled with the fact that a special back line to police was called instead of 911, the casino now becomes complicit in, in allowing so many people to die that night. We now have a motive for the parent company of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, MGM Resorts International, for paying a crisis management firm, Joel Frank, to spread disinformation about the massacre online. It keeps people confused so no one looks at them. And that's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, once again, I would like to point out that, oddly, you still never hear anything about Tropicana mm-hmm. or Luxor. Mm-hmm. Still, the two best vantage points, and even in disinformation, you don't hear them brought up. Yeah, there is something fishy yeah. about that. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna maintain that. No, I agree because that does not make sense. Even if he was shooting from Mandalay Bay, they're the two, literally the closest ones. Mm-hmm. Why is nothing even being mentioned about them? Even in a, in a disinformation campaign. Well, the disinformation campaign wouldn't because those are the ones that they, they want to keep focus away from that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Oh, but if you're trying to, like, put shit, you, you, you try and disinformation on everything, though. Like, mm-hmm. just to fucking get, you know what I mean? That, that the fact that it's not being brought up at all in any respect, yes, that to me says, look there. Mm-hmm. Which is why I had to hit those two places. But yet, the one video I found, I. I I can't honestly say that that guy was not coming from a high roller room. Is that where that's where he was coming from? He right. had to have been coming from there. Anyways, as TFTP noted at the time, the conspiracy theory report details how MGM International hired Joel Frank to run damage control in the wake of the deadly attack that left 58 people dead on October 1st. Michael's report subsequently exposes ties between the crisis management firm and numerous Twitter accounts posting clearly bogus conspiracy theories about the mass shooting, claiming the shooting was fake. There was no blood, no victims, crisis actors, the whole nine yards. While all this information helps us to put the cover-up of the shooting by police into perspective, Stubbs delves further and offers up a convincing theory as to why Paddock did what he did. From what I understand, Stephen Paddock did this because he wanted to hurt these casinos financially, and this was the best way he knew how. I call bullshit there. Yeah, why does he want to hurt them financially? Isn't he fucking making money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's making money a different way, though. He doesn't give a fuck about the casino. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, however, because the casino responded the way they did, they became complicit in the death toll. It didn't have to be this bad, Stubbs said, noting if they would have treated him like anyone else. So that whole statement, from what I understand, Stephen Pat did this because he wanted to hurt these casinos financially, and this is what the best way he knew how. That's their bullshit motive for why he did what he did. I'm sorry. That's the stupidest fucking motive I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. You know what? Fuck these casinos. I'm going to go kill a bunch of random people at this concert because that is somehow going to fuck these casinos. No. Nobody would ever think like that. It's not Mm -hmm. logical. It's the most illogical fucking motive, and nobody would ever think it. Yeah. If you were trying to think, how can I fuck over this casino, you would not think the first thing or even the top hundred fucking things is shoot a bunch of people from a window at this casino because this casino is going to have to pay all them people's families. You would never think that. Nope. It's stupid. It's illogical. Nope. It doesn't make sense, and it's bullshit. 
Sorry. It is. No, I agree. Is this fucking, uh, Matt, the, uh, documentary out yet? Uh, I don't know. This might be it right here. I don't know. I can click this and see what this is. Mm. That was only three minutes. Yeah, well. I was approached by the brother of Stephen Paddock because he wanted to do something very nice for the victims of this horrible tragedy. And during that time, I was able to interact with the FBI, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, um, and the family. And I learned some, some very interesting things about how things work in Las Vegas. The Mandalay Bay and the casinos in Vegas give a lot of money to Sheriff Lombardo. And because of that, they are treated differently. And Sheriff Lombardo protects those high rollers that are at those casinos. So much so that the casinos don't even have to call normal 911 when something happens with a high roller in the casino. They get to call a special back number uh, that isn't recorded like 911 is recorded, and they can protect the identities of their valuable customers. So that played an influence in the Vegas mass shooting? Is that what you're saying? From the information I have and the way things work in Las Vegas, the Mandalay Bay didn't call 911. They called police, but they called the number that they have for high rollers. Stephen Paddock was a high roller. Stephen Paddock was special. And because he was special, when that security guard got shot, he was treated special. And a different line was called other than 911. And the 911 operators didn't have an opportunity to link what happened to the security guard to what happened at the event because they didn't know about it, because it was a back line. If they would have called 911, the 911 operator could have linked the two much quicker and the police could have gotten there quicker. Less people would have died and less people would have been hurt if the Mandalay Bay did not treat their high roller, Stephen Paddock, differently. And if the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Why did he laugh right there? didn't allow casinos no to treat high rollers differently. The politics involved here made more people get hurt. This is the narrative that Joe Lombardo doesn't want to be released. But the truth's going to come out, right? If Mandalay Bay's lawyers can twist things, they can do damage control, and they will have to pay less money to these victims. Now, is it right? Well, hell no. But that's how our justice system works. We can only work with the facts we're given. And guess who's the only person collecting facts right now? The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. The same entity that is being paid millions in campaign donations from these resort casinos. You don't think they're protecting each other? Why did Stephen Paddock do this? From what I understand, Stephen Paddock did this because he wanted to hurt these casinos financially. And this is the best way he knew how. That's the way he says it. I don't think anybody it. will argue. Tells, like, the way he says it says I'm lying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say it like... The, all the rest of the shit, how he said it, he, he was putting a little uh, pepper on it because yeah, he was putting he way too much emphasis bullshit. on shirt and suit. I, in a way, like, oh, I don't buy this um, theory. Although I do think he's telling truth in there, and that they have a back number and mm-hmm. all this. I think all mm-hmm. that exists. I think that 
all is true. But in order to tell the lie, wouldn't you put a little bit of truth in there? Yeah. So that it all checks out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could verify that. Yep. But you can't verify the other claims he's making. Right. The fine, because he's dead and he's not here to tell us, yes, I wanted to fucking fuck this casino. You know, it, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole document, the whole narrative, the official story is bullshit. Right. Uh, just the way he says that, I want to hear it one more time. But <laughs> um, yeah, listen to how he fucking, he, he, the rest of what he says is he's got a real, mm-hmm. this is what it is, this is what it is, what it is. Yeah. I'm a, a little pepper on this. Yeah. Because you don't fuck it, you're full of shit. Yeah. Anyways. And, Same and, entity. Oh, sorry. How does he learn that? Yeah. Where did he get that from? His family? His family's not going to tell him that. What? Because the brother never said that. Well, I think he did it because of the... No, he said, I don't know why. No, nobody right. knows nobody why, knows why he did it. Because he didn't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't do it. And and there was... But they found a fucking note in his room. Remember? Yeah. In the picture, the bullshit pictures they took? Yeah. All right, let's listen. I want to hear the fucking pepper he puts on this. That is being paid millions in campaign donations from these resort casinos. You don't think they're protecting each other? Why did Stephen Paddock do this? From what I understand, Stephen Paddock did this. Look at that pepper. Because he wanted to hurt these casinos financially. This is the best way he knew how. A little little hot sauce. I don't think anybody will argue that Stephen Paddock was right in the head. I don't like the interviewer. I don't like him at all. I don't like either one of them, but. He decided to do a horrible, horrible thing to get back at these casinos. It did. Why? Why did he want to get back at the casinos? What did they do to him? They treated him differently. Yeah. To hurt these casinos financially. <laughs> and this is the best way he knew how. Let's see. I don't says. think anybody will argue that Stephen Paddock was right in the head. That's obviously not true. He decided to do a horrible, horrible thing to get back at these casinos. It didn't have to be this bad. If they would have treated him like anyone else, it didn't have to be this bad. So, when he slipped and fell, however many years before this, and didn't get the fucking settlement, this is, this is their bullshit narrative they're going with. That's why he did this, because he didn't get his settlement. He wanted to fuck these assholes. They've been taking his money when he comes in there and plays. He didn't get his big settlement before when he fake slipped and fell. And he decides he's going to shoot a bunch of people. Is that not the biggest bunch of fucking bullshit you've ever heard in your entire... Does that even make sense? No, because that's a big risk. He's risking and hoping that they're not going to check his bags. They're hoping that he's not... Or he's hoping that they're not going to suspect anything. And not only that, but if he commits this crime, um, why would that fall on the casino? Because they didn't treat him... They didn't be suspicious? Yeah. Because he's on their property? Because they treat him specially because he's a high roller. That's how he... It, it, it does doesn't make any make sense. sense. That's like me thinking, I'm going to come to your house, kill a bunch of people from your house, and it's on you because you let me in your house. That's fucking asinine. Yeah. It, Who the fuck would think like that? Yeah. I mean... You know what I mean? It's it's nonsensical, but yet dumb people will buy into it. Yeah. 
But if you actually think about these things, what he's saying, it does not make sense. No, there's no logic in it. And and whether you're, well, he's like, like oh, uh, Stephen Paddock was not in his right mind, right or wrong mind. You wouldn't think of this as your plan. Mm-hmm. Nobody would no. think of this as no. a fucking plan. It doesn't matter how fucking nuts you are or how yeah. like aware of life that you are. You wouldn't think of this as a plan. Nobody would. No, doesn't work. I this can't. is what this is what they're cobbling together yeah. to try and and give a narrative, an official story narrative to a a fucking situation that if they told you the actual truth to, it would it the actual truth would make a lot more sense than this. Mm-hmm. But yet, a lot of people could not handle the actual truth because right. and and two, you'd have to start admitting that we're doing arms deals. In our country, for with terrorists, with terrorists yeah. it's just the same reason we fucking uh, pay the uh, drug dealers to fly up the fucking drugs, and then we distribute the drugs to the drug dealers, who then distribute along the street, so then we can arrest those people. It's a fucking system. It's mm-hmm. a it's a giant circle. That's what we're doing here with guns and uh, narratives for political reasons to yep. get gun control, but yet you're selling guns all around the fucking world, but yet you want gun control? It, right. It's the most ridiculous thing in the entire world. Right. And if we admitted all that, everybody in the fucking country would lose complete and total respect for our government, the FBI, CIA, all this shit, and it would be a revolution. Yeah. And we can't have that. No. Nope. You say revolution. Uh, 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 uh. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and, yeah, this guy throws a little pepper and salt and hot sauce on everything. <laughs> Why couldn't he just say what he said but do it normal like the rest of the fucking interview? No. He's got to put a little pepper on there, a little, a little hot sauce. Right. Stupid. Basically telling me that it, he's full of shit. I want to offer up a chance for a member of the government that is listening right now, secretly. Okay. Um, if you would like to call us and talk to us anonymously, we can change your voice. Call us at USA Chat 311. That's 872-2428-311. Um, tell us what the official story is, um, like the non-disclosed one that From we're not ever... From what you heard. Yeah, what you know. Tell us what you know about it. Yeah. Because we want to know. Like We want to know how close we are you to what actually happened. You can leave a voicemail. You can text it. You got to get a hold of us. Yeah, get a hold of us. Because we want to know. And, I mean, you're fucking obviously listening. Um, so... Do something with it. Fucking call or us up. Give us this info. Get us a different path. Yeah. Because I'm not buying this bullshit that you're that all, all this shit's coming with right now. I yeah, don't. I don't. No do not buy the official story. There's no way Paddock did it by himself. There's no way. I don't think Paddock shot one single shot no, that day. They killed him before anything ever happened. Yep. yep. Yeah. Why? Explain if he's to even us. Dead. Explain to us why nothing's being released. There's no yep. fucking. Video of him anywhere. There's no video if of the hallway. If you have access to this shit, release it to us. Yeah. I will get that shit out there. I'll, I'll we'll be protect the, I'll be our the, source, I'll obviously. be the face of uh, criticism. I don't give a fuck. There is something... We want the real story. This, yeah, this, is, this whole we thing want is more bullshit. bullshit. No more bullshit. We want the real story. Or if shit. you're going to give us bullshit, better be good enough bullshit to convince us to like go with it. Because right now, I'm not buying this version. Yeah, this is bullshit. I'm not saying it has to be helicopters and people shooting from them, but right now that's what it's looking like. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And then the whole arms deal and all that 
Come at us with something else. Show us some videos. Send us some pictures of shit that no one's going to release. Or just tell us. Just tell us what, what you know. Yeah. and That we're we'll, not hearing we'll, about. We'll protect our source. We won't say who did it. Do it anonymously. Don't even tell us who you are. Wait, I don't even need to know who the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't want to know who you are. I mean, unless we're going to keep talking on other shit later, like aliens and other shit, yeah. but yeah. let's just start. Let's just start. Hey, let's just start a dialogue. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I, oh, it is what it is. All right. What do you got next? Uh, well, that's it. Oh, that's the last one? Yeah. Oh. I, like I said, I had two more that no longer are valid oh. links, so, right. and I couldn't tell you what the fucking things were about because we waited so long right. to cover them. Well, we didn't see each other for so long. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it on... Las Vegas. I mean, I'm curious. For now. I'm curious if that, if that, that documentary is out. I'd watch it just to see what kind of yeah. bullshit they say. And they're, like you said, they're going to sprinkle some truth in there, or at least what we think may be truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to see that. But the other bullshit, uh, yeah, like this. He did it because he wanted the casinos to be hurt financially. Yeah, like just the but, way he delivers when, that but line. But when you're man. delivering the line about how they had a back number, there you yeah, don't. You're talking like normal, like me and you right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's how you can tell he's full yeah. of shit. Yeah, because he's he's constantly thinking about he's what the lie two is. Emphasis on it. He's got to yeah. think and make sure he's saying it right and yeah. what he's and that's why he's thinking. But the other shit he knows. So like yeah. we're meaning, we're just talking, talking, talking. But if there's something I gotta say, you gotta pause and and think about yeah. it in your head so you're saying it right. Put a little and, spice on it. Yeah. Yeah, He's peppering it, up a stick. Yep, there. exactly, and that's all it is. And you can tell in the way he delivers yeah. the lines. It's funny, Kirk's and like up. I said, obviously the whoever the interview guy is that's doing this mockumentary um, is not an actor because just the way he asks yeah, the I questions mean, are terrible. That's what it is. Yeah, but uh, this man, honestly, man. this documentary has probably been funded to tell the official story. Yeah, from Manly obviously Bay. they're telling the official story the way they want it, but trying to give a a, a whole. New spin, right? Yeah, Joel Frank probably put this together. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it would not, you know, uh, surprise me. I do find those whole crisis management companies interesting, though. Like, I kind of want to start. I still think it's funny that the brother was getting interviewed and he had a shirt on from one of the fucking crisis actor companies. Yeah, what a fucking idiot! Do you still think Stephen's dead, or do you think he's alive still? I don't know, dude. Because that's a whole other interesting thing. I know we've talked about it before, but. I mean, it's weird. It's all weird. I guarantee you the official story is not what it is, though. Yeah. It's the only thing I can guarantee. I don't know what happened, but I guarantee you it's not what they're telling us. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that in 10 years we'll still be sitting here trying to figure it out, probably, because we'll I don't know. never no. find out. No, because I have a good feeling that we're going to get some information from somebody. Somebody will contact us. I think so, man. Never know. I, I felt like that was the reason that it was facing me right then, and... Yeah, and Could so. Could just be that I haven't moved it since the last time we used No, but usually it's facing you because you read it and set it back down, but it was literally facing yeah. me. So. Never uh, know. I just had to, I had an itch to say. I it. crossed my fingers. I hope. That we get something from somebody. Yeah. Whether it's bullshit or not, we're going to cover it when we get something, yep. if we get anything. We'll get something. And I, then I guarantee we'll, we'll get figure out, like, we'll break it down and see if it makes sense. I mean, that. Yeah. It should make sense. Right now, your official story... You know they always say the simplest thing is what it is? You know what I mean? For mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. But to the dumb person, it may... This whole documentary and the whole reason may sound simple. Yep. 
it doesn't make sense though, and mm-hmm. that's not simple. And, Here, and, for, and for some of people you... saying, well, how in the fuck is a helicopter and arms deal and all that simple? Well, here's the thing. That situation is not a simple situation. Right. They were doing multiple things and lots of shit popped off that I don't think was supposed to necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. And I think there was uh, multiple compartmentalized groups doing multiple things and they decided it. it was all kind of like supposed to go down around the same time. Maybe an arms deal was supposed to happen, and one of the distractions to get them out of the casino with the arms was to do a shooting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's the part we don't know. But I guarantee right. you, there was multiple things set up to take place all at the same time, mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. And even though that may not sound like that simple, it is when you're trying to do a complicated uh, thing. Right. I slipped and fell on a casino, and two years later, I decide I'm going to shoot people so that the casino is going to have to pay out insurance is utterly ridiculous nonsense. All right, and for those of you that believe that is a legit reason to think about things, think about this. If you go steal a car, you crash into a bunch of shit, get arrested, it's not going to be on the person that owns its car insurance. It's going to come under you. Whether you have insurance or not, you're the one responsible because you're the one that did it. Regardless of you stole their car or not, it's you that did it. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. So the, the dealership is not liable. Right. Think about it that like, way. It's, yeah. the, yeah. the fucking Ford manufacturer or Chrysler, whoever made the car, is not liable for what you did. Right. You know what I mean? Think about it in that and aspect. There's no exactly. way this makes sense. No one would think like that. No. Because it just doesn't happen. And it's also not the simplest way of figuring you know of of telling this narrative it's the only way they can connect these things to come up with a bullshit motive yep Yep. because the actual motive is not something they want out in the public realm because what they're doing is illegal and it would set off people you know what i mean It, it would just people can't handle that hearing that i agree 100 percent so I don't know. Uh, go to Vegas, everything's fine there. You know, it's it just be prepared to see heightened security. Um, that is what it is. Vegas is still fun. Expensive as fuck, though. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's it. There's really nothing left to say at this time. Until more shit comes out, or we yeah. get, once we get some information from the CIA yeah. and. FBI or somebody, those who whoever have information. There's people out there that know things that haven't been able to tell their story yet. Let us do it for you. Yeah. Or here's your platform. Yeah. Call in and leave the fucking audio. Yeah. Say what you want to say. Yeah. So, till next time. Peace out. Yeah.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, Great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, So go do it, d2rpn.com. There's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. Our podcast network hotline USA Chat three one one. That's eight seven two two four two eight three one one. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today!